Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. While you're standing, but before I go into my scripture text, I want to just tell you next Sunday we have a special guest speaker, evangelist Brother Plemons. The reason I tell you that is because his main focus as he travels to churches is to preach faith for you to receive the infilling of the gift of the Holy Ghost. So if you've never received the Holy Ghost, you want to receive the Holy Ghost, I'm going to say if it's been a long time since you spoke in tongues that the Spirit gave utterance, next Sunday is a guest speaker. He travels to all of our churches at request. I requested him to come here because I know in our church there are several that are seeking the gift of the Holy Ghost and you have not received it. That does not mean you disqualified yourself. It's a God thing. It's not given to you by somebody, but he will preach faith. He will preach what God will lay on his heart. And I promise you this, if you come next week and wanting the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's the new birth experience. It's happened throughout the book of Acts. It was prophesied by a couple of prophets in the, prophets in the Old Testament. And then in Mark 16, 17, it says, These signs shall follow them that believe. So again, if you're a visitor, you need to come next week. If you've never heard of this Holy Spirit, this Holy Ghost, you need to come next week. If you've heard about it and you've been seeking it and you've been discouraged, you need to come next week. I'm a pastor. I can preach about the Holy Ghost. The brother that's coming next week is gifted in building faith to receive the Holy Ghost. And so I've said, we have empty vessels. Please come to our church. And next week, it's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I guarantee you, I promise you, it will be poured out upon all flesh, as the writer said. Again, if you're new here and you're coming back next week, and this doesn't sound common in your vocabulary, just this week read the book, cha- uh, Acts chapter 2. Just read one chapter. You can read the book of Acts, but start in Acts chapter 2. If you're an overachiever, type A personality, you don't want to leave out Acts chapter 1, then start in Acts chapter 1. Research. Study it out. Pray it out. And it's a God thing. You see, we repent. That's me. I get baptized. I wash away my sins. That's me. But the third component to the new birth is the Spirit of God. That's a supernatural I don't do that. You can't do that. I can't give myself the Holy Ghost. I can repent. I can be baptized. We have water here right now. To my knowledge, there's someone after service that's going to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And we thank God for that. But that's a decision that she has made. I want to be baptized. And if you're here today and you want to be baptized, we have robes, we have water, we have everything. But my main point before I preach is to refresh your memory that next Sunday, special guest speaker going to be with us, and I'm excited about that. All right, let me preach to you, my friend. While you're standing, Paul writes to the church in Rome in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Again, as the pastor, I welcome you, all of you. If you've come just to support your family for the child dedication, I welcome you, and I'm glad that you are here. Whatever reason got you here, we're here. 
I always say, hey, I've showered, I've suited up, let's have church. I'm not wasting the morning. I've already shaved, I've brushed my teeth, TMI, but I put on deodorant and some, and some perfume, some cologne. All right, you with me? Romans chapter 12. Paul says, I beseech ye, beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Someone shout living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world. Someone shout this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be not conformed to this world. I take my thought from there, and I want to preach to you this morning, not of this world. Father, once again, I stand humbly, pure, and holy to speak the prophetic and profound didactic word of God, that you would use me as a servant, as a pastor, to minister to some family, some situation through your word that is capable. Let me flow in the spirit, God. Let there be no distractions. Let us not come and go from your holy place, but sit still, and as we lean into your voice, that you would touch the hearts of your people. Do a good work for everyone here today. If you receive it, shout back amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you for standing. You may be seated. Not of this world. The big idea, the world has certain patterns to it that do not lead or lend to a godly life. Greed, anger, jealousy, materialism, dishonesty are just a few. But Paul instructs us in the book of Romans to no longer conform or no longer blend or no longer bend in the ways of this world. But instead, we are to live as transformed people. Transformation doesn't happen by accident. It's an intentional way of daily living. If you are wanting to lose weight and transform who you are, that is intentional. You do something about it because you don't like what you see in the mirror. Come on, somebody. Or maybe you do like what you see in the mirror. And you say, life's too short. Oh, well. I'm going to die happy. Those are options. Not recommended, but you're in charge. So today I'm talking about a transformation. And if it's going to be intentional, I think, here's the prayer we got to pray. God... I have been guilty of creating patterns in my life that do not lead to the full life you want to give me. Help me get rid of the unhealthy patterns. Someone shout patterns. And substitute them for healthier ones. Transform me into the child of God I was designed to be. Wow, that's a good prayer. You need to get your cameras out and take a picture of that. Lord, transform me into the child of God that I was designed to be. When I think about blending, when I think about transforming, when I, I think about patterns, I, I think about a, a chameleon. Because a chameleon blends with its surroundings, changing its color and actually the pattern of its skin. 
They are so specialized with cells that are called chromatophores that allow them to change their color quickly. And by changing their skin color, they can match with the colors and surroundings, making them nearly invisible to predators. Chameleons can also change the texture of their skin to better match their surroundings, making them even harder to spot. Remember that the one fundamental aspect of being an apostolic is that we are not identifiable with the things of this world, with the backdrop of the world that is culture, that is commonplace, that is fundamental to everybody's thinking. But when you become a child of the king, can I just tell you, at that point, I'm not of this world. I'm not going to be a chameleon. I'm not going to fit in. I'm not going to try to do what the crowd does. I'm not going to go with the flow. I'm going to push back because God has blood bought me. My sins have been washed away. I've been put on a path that God's going to use me. And I am not going to do what the world does because the world is drifting further and further away from what thus saith the word of God. The longer I live, the darker the world gets. You see, here's the reality about it. The church has never changed. The church has never moved. But why there's a great gulf and distance and a black hole between us and the world is because the world is moving away from the principles of God and the things of God. And the church says, no, we're not moving. We're not bending. We're not retreating. We're not drifting. If God said it back in the Old Testament and he said it in the New Testament, then it's something for me in the 21st century. Why? Because I'm not of this world. This is not my eternal home. This is not my eternal destination. We are living here and we are functioning. And he says, occupy till I come. But until he comes, I am living in. All right. Arise and walk, saith the Lord. Now, if that gets up and walks, I'm out of here. Just to be clear, okay? Now, if that was a lame person, I would be all over it but it's a guitar. Anyway, in other news, let me preach to you. You see, the apostle Paul says it very simply. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Many of us can remember how important it was to fit in when we were younger, a way to maintain good friendships, a way to is to conform your personality to the habits of those around you to appear to have it all together. But that's the problem with people in the world. That's the problem with social media, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat is everybody shows their best version of them when behind the scenes they're depressed and they're cutting themselves and they're doing all kinds of things and their marriage is broken and they're running with the people and they're doing things illegal and they put the best version first. What about if your best version was front and back and somewhere in the middle? Why? Because God makes you exactly who you are, the best version of you when I give myself to God. And that's nothing that the world can do. That's nothing that the world can create. It's not even anything the world can give. Here's the beautiful thing about the word of God. Let me just make it simple. Everything is available for everybody and all the things that value and matter in life are in the word of God. And watch this cannot even be purchased. You know why you can't purchase happiness? Because happiness is based on happenings. I'm happy when I go on vacation. Yes, I am. But the problem with that is, Glenda, the vacation ends. Why? Because I run out of money and you come home. And I got to make some more money to go back. I'm happy when my family comes over. I'm happy when they leave. I mean, I'm happy when my...
couple of weeks ago, we kind of got on Ashley a little bit. You remember that? And a lot of you seem to enjoy it. So let me just feed that one more time. I get a hankering every now and then. I text everybody, hey, dinner with dad, dinner on dad, whatever. So we had a little family thing, I don't know, a month ago. They came over and we were eating and just talking. And, you know, we have two little grandkids, six and eight. We have a big one that kind of sits quietly and still. He's invisible. So I'm talking about the two little ones. We call them their little pistols, you know. And sometimes they come over and my wife and I get pistol whipped by them because, oh, my goodness. I'm like, hey, I'm going to call my mom. Yes, you do that. She wants to hear from you. When's my mom coming? Very soon, I hope. I want my mom. I want her too. I want to go home. I want you to go home too. We're in agreement, like the Bible says, where the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Yay, I say your mom drives up right now. Anyway, back to Ashley. You guys love it on that part. So we're doing our little family thing, and the kids are bouncing all over the wall, and they're doing all their thong thing. And so they say, okay, we're going to go. So, okay, see you, everybody. And Ashley takes the kids, and they, they walk to the door with Pastor Mark, and say, okay, goodbye. And we just let them walk. We don't even get up out of the chair. We don't even budge. We're just like, see ya. My son's family, we stay back. It's still all quiet. And somewhere in the course of, course of this, like, Ashley gets all offended. And we say, what's going on? She goes, I just said we're going to go, and nobody even act like they cared if we left. <laughs> oh, we care if you left. Don't misconstrue. Yes, we do care, but not what you're thinking. Now, not of this world. Let me bring it back. I don't know. But trying to fit in in this world, trying to make things work and make everybody like you, I get it. I'm a human being too. And we all want people to like us. I think that would be a common trait in humanity. But we got to understand that if we're conforming outside what this says, that's what Paul is warning us against. Hey, you are not of this world. The songwriter said, you're just passing through. I'm just passing through. I'm living this life. And I'm moving forward. But I'm here to make a difference while God has put me on this earth. And so let me preach to you this morning about Romans chapter 12. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That begins the faith process. God can change my situation. God can change my thoughts. God can change my scars. God can change my health. God can change my future. God can change my relationships by the renewing of your mind and, be not, and being transformed by the encounter with the mighty God in Christ. That's simply the Spirit of God. So you're here this morning. And maybe you're in a situation to where you need a reforming of your mind. And you need to be reconnected by things that are not your style. You need to confront your conforming. Confronting your conforming is, hey, I realize things aren't altogether right. I realize this isn't good. When I look in the mirror, I'm not totally happy. But I ha don't have the power to rearrange and fix all that. 
Well, I'm preaching to you then this morning, my friend, because as an apostolic, we have to expect that things will be different when we confront them with the truth of God. I'm going to confront these, and God's going to help me. I'm going to confront my conforming. I'm not conforming anymore. That's outside the context of the Word of God. Why? Because God is calling me to another relationship. God is calling me to another view. God is calling me to another plateau. And some of the things that I find myself in now in this role, I can't take to the next location. So let me just encourage someone here today. If you're a guest or you've been coming a little bit, once you confront your conforming, then you have the courage and the power and the incentive incentive to make things different by making different decisions. Let me tell you about a story in John chapter four. There's a woman at the call, the woman at the well. Jesus is there. And the story is the disciples go in the town to get some food. And he's sitting at the well there. And this Samaritan woman comes up to Jesus. I'm talking about confronting and not conforming. I'm talking about he talks to this woman and the story goes that, that they don't really talk in society and she's lower class than he is, but he's there to change the, the thing and the context in which she is living and he begins to talk to her about her life. If you're not familiar with the story, she was a lady that worked the night shift. Not at the 7-Eleven, my friend. Not at Arco, either. She worked several locations per night, if you know what I'm saying. But Jesus said, hey, let me tell you something. We're going to confront something. You don't have to conform to this world. There are other options and other ways to live. And Jesus didn't care about the social norms and things that were taboo. He was interested in the redemption of humanity. And I'm here to preach to you this morning that Jesus is interested in the redemption of you. He doesn't care about taboos and the norms and societies. And if you didn't grow up in church and if you don't know the Bible and maybe you don't own a Bible, that doesn't matter to Jesus, my friend. Because when you step in on holy ground, hey, the cross is for everybody. And when we gather up against the cross, it's a level playing field. Why? Because he died for you and you and you and you and your marriage and your mind and your life and your kids. That's the kind of God that we serve. But the kind of God that we serve is not of this world. There are other gods, lower G's. But the God that we serve is a capital G. He took on and took away the sins of the world. And he's interested in redeeming you. And see, a path of transformation will begin, my friend, when you confront the negative and worldly patterns in your life. You've got to confront them. They don't go away by themselves, just like they didn't get there by themselves. The worldly patterns of your life got there because you engaged and you opened up that door and you repeated and repeated. And when it becomes something repetitive, it becomes a pattern. Maybe you've been following the patterns your whole life, and it's much easier to do that because you don't stand out. But God has called us to make a difference, to live different, to be different, to act different, to speak different, 
to dress different. There are things that are contrary to this word that is also, that is, that is in harmony with the world. But when I got to decide, my friend, the world or the word, I got to go with the word because the Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. Heaven and earth is going to go bye-bye. It's going to vaporize. But if I'm planted, somebody hear me. If I'm planted on the profound word of God, if I'm walking in harmony, if I'm walking in alignment, if I'm confronting and not conforming to this world, then God is coming back for a church of people just like that. Someone shout, just like me. So that's right. I'm not of this world. I live and I move, but I'm not getting attached and distracted by the world. I'm not going to let friendships take me down the wrong path. In fact, I'm going to flip the script and say, hey, I'm going to take some friendships down my path and help them understand how great of a God he is. And he can wash away your sins and he can touch your mind and he can take away the pain and he can take away the sadness and he can take away the tears. Mm. What are you doing? I'm going to confront my conforming. And so this message for you to hear is inviting you to step away from conforming to this world that falls short of the glory of God. I've lived long enough to understand that there are things in the world that are enticing. I understand. I'm not naive. But I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to tether to those things. In fact, the Bible says there's pleasure in sin. Watch this. For a season. For a moment, for a time. Here's what I conclude. It's not scientific. It almost sounds like second grade stuff, but listen to me. If sin wasn't fun, nobody would do it. How many of you do things that aren't fun? Well, I do. I go to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. <laughs> out of context, out of context. Pastor Waddle, you can be dismissed. <laughs> My point is we do things that are fun and enjoyable. And there are things in the world that are fun. But are they detrimental to the conforming of my soul to the things that will wither and fade? The grass will wither, the grass will fade, the Bible says. There's coming a God back for a church that's holy and right and righteous. And I'm going to be a part of that church. And and my mandate as a pastor in my life is to help you be a part of that church and to stay ready and not conform to the things of this world, but be ye transformed by the power of God's Spirit that is living inside of you. It's called the Holy Spirit. How do I stay holy in an unholy world? I've got a Holy Spirit inside of me. How do I stay godly in an ungodly environment? I've got the Spirit of God walking inside of me. What is that? He has transformed my life, my mind, my heart, my mind. Motives, my attitude. Yay! It's about the spirit. It's about the washing away of sins. If you've never been baptized, I mentioned at the beginning of my message, hey, today we can baptize you and do what? Wash away your sins so you're not conformed to that. That you may be transformed and your sins shall be washed away. The world conforms, but the word transforms. You need to get the word in your life. What is the word? The voice of God. What thus saith the word of God? 
It's the voice of God. It's the heartbeat of God. It's the favor of God. It's the tender of God. It's the direction of God. It's the anointing of God. The world conforms, but the word, this transforms me. Without the word, I cannot be transformed. Without the power of the spirit, I can't change my ways. Without being baptized, I can't wash away my own sins. I need the spirit of God. I need the word of God. Why? Because it transforms people. Woo! If you're here today trying to figure out why the negative pattern in your life still seems to be present, maybe it's a correct correlation of time that you spend or don't spend with God. The world around us will gladly give us things that fill our time. And before you know it, you have no time left for God. We're here every Sunday morning for Spanish and English. But if you're not careful, your Sunday mornings can fill up with other things. What are you doing? You are inadvertently conforming to the things of this world. Paul says in Romans 12 too, we need to have our minds renewed or transformed. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind starts here. God, I need help. God, I want to change. I don't like what I see in the mirror. I don't like who I've become. This isn't what I thought I was going to be when I grew up. Life didn't turn out just right. I didn't know. And if we're not careful, we're going to be conformed to the norms of this world. I'm here just preaching a message of hope to you, my friend. That your hope in God Starts right here. That God is able, Ephesians 3.20, to do above and beyond all that I can ask or think. But watch this. Hey, hey, here's the take. It says, they can do all above and beyond all that I can ask or think. One translation says, all that I can imagine. But here's the kicker. According to the power that worketh in you. You have no power working in you. The first part of that verse don't materialize. What is power? The Bible says in Acts 1.8, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So to activate that relationship with God and help me not conform to the things of this world, I need the power of God living inside of me because here's what I know if you could do it on your own you would have already done it we try there's helps there's aids out there the government tries to do all that and I can support all that but watch me here that's all external help what about internal help if you're going to fix somebody you got to fix them from the inside out you got to fix them from the spirit, the heart, the wounds, the pains, the dark thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, the things and how you put yourself in a dark position. When God steps inside of you, he begins to illuminate as the spirit of God begins to shine in your darkness. And where there is light, watch me now, there is no darkness. As long as there is light, darkness can appear. The only thing that chases out darkness is light. The only thing that gets rid and chases out evilness is the Spirit of God. 
Darkness, demonic spirits, demonic oppression. It's the spirit of God, which is the light that lives inside of me. The thing about the spirit of God is when you go home, when it's inside of you, guess what? It goes home with you. If it was just a part of this church, of what we're doing, then the spirit of God would stay here. That doesn't sound logical. That I got to be here 24-7 to fill it. No, 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 no. When you receive the Spirit of God and your sins are washed away, God goes with you. Someone shout, that's good. That's good. And so as I kind of start to wind down, let me have your attention very, very closely. Maybe you're in need of a spiritual and mental renewal. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't confronted anything in your life. Confronting is not negative. We're not going to have a showdown and a confrontation. Confronting is recognizing and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to do something about it. I don't like that. That needs to change. And then where God comes in and say, God, I need your help. Because heretofore, I have not been able to change it. I need to do something different. Change is hard at first. Messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. Change is hard at first. And the product that you have found in your life, some of you don't like the product, but it's not the product's fault, it's the pattern. It's the pattern of decisions you're making, the pattern of life that you're living. Some of you don't like the product of your marriage. Some of you don't like the product of your career. Some of you don't like the product of your mindset. You don't like the product of your habits. You don't like the the product of, of who you are. But I want to tell you, it's not the product's fault. It's the pattern's fault. And at times you blame God. God, you're not coming through with all your promises. No, 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 no. God's promises don't have a problem. God's not keeping his promises from you. It's your pattern that's keeping you from God's promises. Hear me. It's my pattern. What I do, what I engage in, where I go, where I shouldn't go, where I want to go. Where I, it's my pattern. It's my life. Maybe in, in 21st sense language, it's, it's my lifestyle. Maybe you change pattern to lifestyle to make it more palatable in your mind and spirit. Hey, it's hard at first. Because if it was easy at first, you wouldn't be here without problem. And then it gets messy. And then it gets gorgeous. But you're not alone trying to figure this out. There's a God. Someone say there's a God. Have you ever prayed, Mary and Gist are sincere, if there is a God? Well, there is a God. But right here is where I step in as a human being. I said, come on, let's confront this. I'm tired of having nightmares from my past. 
I'm tired of broken relationships in my life. I'm tired of who I've become. Come on, let's confront it. And maybe you're thinking, how do I confront it? That preach is so great because you, you give it to Jesus. How do I give it to Jesus? That sounds nice. You come and you repent. God, I need help. You see, the promise that you want is being thwarted in some of your lives by the patterns, I'm going to say parentheses, lifestyle that you're living. And then it's God's fault? No. We blame God. What about all your promises? What about all this stuff? Does it really work? Yes, it works. I've never seen it. Because you're laying down the wrong patterns every week. That's thwarting the promise of God. I know this, God doesn't lie. And I know this, this is true. So if I can't make the leap from this to this, what's blocking the bridge? Maybe it's my patterns. Maybe it's my lifestyle. And I want to challenge you today, we're going to confront it. By confronting it, you're acknowledging, hey, I need to work through this. This is who I am and I've become and I don't like it and I don't want this. And I really feel in the spirit that some of you have patterns of abuse from the back from the, the, in past times. And there's anger and there's bitterness and there's resentment. And that patterning of resentment has captivated you and you're trapped. This is messy. Yeah, but I got to get out of it. I need to be set free. I want you to be. This wants you to be. In fact, this says, he that the son is set free is free indeed. That's what this says. Free from what? Free from your old patterns. Free from your lifestyle that is putting a barrier, an obstruction between God and your promise. Someone shout, my promise. My promise. Don't just tell me promeso. Where's my promise? Right here. But I got to get past some patterns, some lifestyles. I want to help you. This church is here for you, my friend. The word of God dispenses hope. The word of God is not over anybody's head or out of reach of anybody. But the first thing is I got to respond. I got to acknowledge. I got to say, yes, that's true. I hate to admit it, but it's true. I'm embarrassed. But God is here to empower you with his spirit. Could you stand with me this morning if you're able to? If you've never been baptized, how about change the pattern? Get baptized this morning. Want to receive the Holy Ghost? We'll pray for you today. If you want to think it through, come back next week. It's all about the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? You're confronting your pattern. Hey, let me, let me give God a chance. However old you are, you've tried it that way so far. How about, how about God's way? Just to compare. 
hey, does this really work? It does, but I only know to show you if you receive it and experience it. I'm going to pray for us and I'm going to ask God to speak to you. I'm done at this point and now it's God's voice. And if you're serious about changing the pattern to see the promise, you and God need to have a conversation. We'll partner with you. We'll pray with you. We'll believe with you. We'll have faith with you. But the conversation starts with you and you and you. And God delights in restoring people. God specializes it in restoring relationships and minds and making us whole again. Creating you a new mind. One writer said it this way, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I feel in my spirit, God's kind of leaning over the portals of heaven and lending an ear and an eye to this congregation today, to you, to us. And he's confirming that, yes, I want to help you. Yes, I want to bless you. Yes, I want to give you the promises. He's waiting for a confirmation from you. Yes, God, I want to also. I want to. I'm going to change my patterns with your help because you have promises for me and I want to see those promises. Yes, God. That's the response from humanity. I'm going to pray for us and pastoral staff, if you wouldn't come and you want prayer, I'd say during my prayer, come down. Let us partner with you to change the patterns. Why? Because I'm not of this world. I don't believe in all the world stuff. I exist here. I live here. But God's coming someday. And the church won't be here someday. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray a prayer of anointing upon every hearer in the house. Everyone that would watch this archive someday, Lord, on a phone, a mobile device, that your voice and your hand would reach down and speak to change the pattern, to change the lifestyle. We are not of this world, God. We do not conform to this world, but we live according to the Spirit. And our sins are washed away through baptism, and your Spirit inside of us guides us. We experience a new birth of experience. I pray you touch the hearts today, God. Dispense hope. Dispense promises, God, to your people. And we will receive, God. We will engage. We will make changes. We will step up by the power and the desire to have you in our life. Bless everyone here today, God. Give us the courage to confront the things of this world. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. My friend, I open the altars to you. There's ministers here to pray with you. Please come. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.